Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. I'm your host, Sarah M. Chappell, and let's talk about this, this kind of fun thing that I'm working with right now which is why it's good to treat your business like a job. So I've been thinking a lot about the mundane versus the sacred. I actually just wrote an article for the uh, business newsletter bundle every called The Theology of Productivity that I'll probably reference a little bit in this um, episode. But if you haven't read that yet, you should go to their website, every.2, go to the super organizers um, vertical, and you can check out my article there. Again, Theology of Productivity. It's also, at this moment, it's the pinned post on my Twitter. Come follow me on Twitter. I'm more fun on Twitter. Less business, more silly. (laughs) Um, But in that essay, I was talking about the big shift that um, sociologist Max Weber theorizes happened kind of post-Protestant Reformation to this kind of... um, obsession with, well, with good works, certainly, but um, obsession with essentially productivity, getting things done in the mundane earthly plane as a way to please God. Now, this is pretty rooted, as I said, Protestant Reformation, rooted in Christianity. Um, My working thesis as a human is that if you were raised in the Western world or live in the Western world, chances are Christian theology impacts you regardless of your belief system, right? So many of our systems and structures, I say really all of them, are built on this. So for me, understanding that theology is really important. I like to interrogate the belief systems we're working with. But essentially, what part of what happened with the Protestant Reformation was that more people had access to the Bible, uh, there was a decrease, at least theoretically, in hierarchy, and there was an encouragement in Protestantism of kind of going directly to the source, right? Going directly to the Bible, directly to God. And what this does in terms of practice, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing of Max Weber's theory, which you can also read in um, Protestantism and the Spirit of Capitalism, which is the book he wrote about it, uh, but that there is this, this shift that happens where purpose and kind of even spiritual purpose becomes rooted in the mundane world. And in the essay, I talk more, <laughs> my essay is The Theology of Productivity, not uh, Protestantism and the Spirit of Capitalism. That's Max Weber's essay. Um, But in my essay, I'm talking a little bit about how that has kind of twisted our relationship to doing things and getting things done and how especially in kind of a essentially uh, post-religious culture um, that we are and essentially moving towards a post-Christian culture that we are often replacing religion with with these activities and these actions. But what's something I don't get to talk about in that essay, because it's really outside the scope that I want to talk about today, is why it's good to let things be mundane. Why it is helpful often to let your business, in this particular situation, but I think a lot of things, just be normal. <laughs> so often when folks start a business, they're driven by their passion, right? And we have all these like passionpreneur, passion economy, creators, creatives, right? Do what you love, love what you do. Like all of these kind of platitudes built around the idea of monetizing what you're passionate about and monetizing what you love doing and monetizing your favorite things. And on some level, I think that's fine, right? Finding good work that you want to do 
that you're passionate about is really exciting. And as you guys know, I believe small business is a really critical way, not only for people to make money and to give back to their communities, but also for folks to do work that they actually believe in, right? That, you know, the, the separation um, from the value of our labor is really uh, makes people fucking depressed. Anyway, <laughs> again, another conversation. But one of the things that happens with that is that we start our businesses and because we're so passionate, we often tend to view anything that is not perfect alignment or completely fulfilling and stimulating as if it were wrong. I love this so much, so why is this thing hard? If it's hard, it must be bad. I love this so much, why am I struggling with this piece of my business? And that enthusiasm, that passion actually becomes a hindrance because we're carrying around this expectation that because we love what we do, our business should always feel easy or always feel good and that we should be like, I don't know, like super stoked on database entry, like whatever your mundane things are, right? Or responding to DMs, like they, they, we have to, we're supposed to because we're passionate about this and because we love what we do, that we're supposed to be able to bring that energy to all of our tasks. I actually see this as kind of similar to how um, people get a little bit in trouble sometimes with something like a daily practice in tarot or a spiritual practice, right? It's not as hard to do the big things, to celebrate a big holiday, to do something on the full moon, right? That, that feels like a big deal. And maybe you like get dressed up and you like maybe meet with some friends or get on like a Zoom, you know, a Zoom meeting to do a little working or something, right? That when it's a big deal, it's easier. But on the day to day, a daily practice of any kind becomes mundane. And with that mundanity, it also often becomes kind of boring, right? Like we're used to it. So even the things that we know require consistent daily effort, um, building a spiritual practice often does well with something like consistent effort, learning to read tarot, becoming a better healer, like all of these things, as uh, yes, growing a business, require consistent ongoing effort. And that can feel overwhelming, it can feel boring, it can feel Sisyphean, right? Like we're, we're pushing that rock up the, up the hill again and again and again. And this is really exacerbated by that sense that our work is supposed to be special, right? And I'm mentioning the spiritual practice aspect here too, because I think that's part of it. Like it's a similar relationship, and maybe for some of you who have struggled in that space, it'll be easier to kind of enter through that idea and into the business one as a corollary. But that when we think something's supposed to be special or that we're supposed to feel, you know, good or great or enlightened every time we do something, then of course, when it fails to meet our expectations, we think something is wrong. We don't get the positive reinforcement from the activity and we're less likely to do it again. This works, yeah, so many different ideas. We'll stick with those two. So one of the things that I noticed in my business in the past couple years, especially once we got to a point where my confidence in our ability to generate revenue was very high. Um, I, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> um, I mean, our offers work, our, our mailing list works, we're reaching a lot of the right people, we're working on growing still, but, but kind of like a lot of the baseline problems have been solved. For the first time in many years, I have something that I think is approaching financial stability, which is kind of cool. 
Um, so I don't have that kind of hanging over my head uh, the way that it used to. Still have a lot of work to do there, but but I'm actually like paying myself an appropriate salary for the first time in like five plus years, which is pretty fucking exciting. And like was able to go and get like my eyes checked and get new glasses. Oh, oh it's so good, right? The little things like healthcare. <laughs> anyway, and with those things kind of removed, I started to notice that I wasn't getting, and I'm going to use this word, those of you who are familiar with me, uh, maybe know me personally or have listened to the podcast for a while, know that I'm in recovery. Um, I have experienced drug and alcohol addiction. Um, and I still notice seeking behavior. And that's like kind of normal. A lot of people do what is kind of like low-key seeking behavior, right? We want the dopamine hit from the Instagram like, from you know zoning out and watching Netflix. Like This is just very human stuff, whether it's um, kind of a, a medical issue or not. Um, but I noticed, you know, this real seeking behavior in my business that I wanted that high, that rush, that dopamine hit of being passionate and being excited all the time. And because I didn't have these like, kind of major issues to work on, because things actually were well working, <laughs> things were, are, were working, I started to feel less engaged. I started to notice a couple years ago um, that I was having a harder time being present in my business because it was mundane. It was, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, it was boring. Now, as a small business owner, I can make changes a lot. I can do different things. I can launch new offers. I can do new stuff. I've got a whole bunch of cool ideas coming our way. But at some point, I have to just run my business. My job is not to come up with new shiny objects and things. My job is to serve our customers, right? And to get new customers and serve them. And at this point, my business to support my team, to support our contractors. Like, like I, have a, I actually have a job. And what I started to do this past year was just that, was think about my business as a job, to actually embrace it as a mundane activity. Now, the reason I mentioned this whole Max Weber, Protestant ethic and spirit of capitalism, I'm realizing now that I said the name of that essay wrong like three times, it's Protestant ethic and the spirit of capitalism, <laughs> not Protestantism and the spirit of capitalism, sorry y'all. Um, but in the essay that I wrote for every about the theology of productivity is because as much as I really am concerned by the way that work has become and getting things done really is like the moral arbiter of our culture, that productivity dictates goodness in our culture in such a profound way. And not just worthiness, but I mean like, I mean like moral goodness, um, something that would have previously been dictated by a, a culture of religion has now become dictated by a culture of work. And as much as I, I, I have a problem with that, read my essay, um, I do think there's something powerful, though, about the shift of spiritual connection and growth coming from daily activities instead of only from those high holy days, as it were, only through the priesthood. When we can look at our business through this lens, we have the opportunity, I think, to find the kind of transcendence, if you will, that comes from the boring. Now, this is not a new topic. This is something you see a lot, um, a lot of Eastern traditions, a lot of Buddhism here, right? And also a lot of the more meditative Christian traditions in addition to a lot of witchcraft and you know pagan traditions. But what I'm saying is that often 
we look at that and we'll like be like, okay, cool, great. I get it. If I really want to have a powerful spiritual practice, I probably need to do some kind of meditative training. Now, you don't have to, but the ability to um, calm your mind, to reduce anxiety, to be present in the moment is often important for a lot of witchcraft work, a lot of religious experience, the ability to um, communicate, to create change, to do spells. It requires focus. It requires an ability to be present for those experiences. So often meditation in its various forms um, I'm not the, I'm not a great one for just sitting there and doing and just sitting there. So I don't mean that necessarily, but we can maybe see, okay, I understand that I have to do this thing almost like it's training to be able to do the cool stuff. Or I'm a weightlifter. I just recently got back into lifting. I have a really hard time doing the accessories, like the little movements and like the, the non-major lifts because like, I'm like, oh, but they're not like as fun. Like I want to do the really big, heavy lifts, but I know that if I do Oh, I don't know. What did they have me doing today? Like dumbbell RDLs with my toes lifted. I was like, oh, I just want to do like a real deadlift, y'all. <laughs> but I know that if I do that, I'm going to get stronger overall. Okay. In our businesses, it's the same. And for me, this shift has come primarily from the language labeling. Instead of talking about my business as, oh, this is my passion. This is what I'm here on this earth for. I'm fulfilling like, you know, the, my wildest dreams, like really, you know, making into this big thing. I've started thinking about it as a job. <laughs> so what I'm curious about, what I'd like to offer up today is where that might be useful. I think a lot of us left jobs or maybe you're in a job right now and you're like, God, fuck, I don't want a job, right? And there's a joke meme that goes around the internet every couple months, you know, I didn't want to work a nine to five, so now I work a 24 seven, ha ha ha, right? I mean, sure, that sounds like bad boundaries, but like, sure, there are times in your business where you're going to be working a lot, probably. I know we do, um, but there's this sense that there's something really freeing if we allow the beauty of our work to emerge through the mundane nature of treating it like a day-to-day job instead of something that has to constantly be the highest highs, the most transcendent experience driven by passion at all times. And if you're like me or like a lot of people that I work with, I'm going to guess that you have felt guilty sometimes for feeling like your business was a job, for feeling like you were doing something that was boring that you should sit there and be like, oh, I should be so grateful that I get to work from home, but today I'm just pissed that I have to do X, Y, Z. Then you probably felt bad about it, right? You're like, oh no, I'm supposed to feel passionate about this. This is my passion. (laughs) Yeah, and you're also a person doing a job. So what does it look like to work with your business through the lens of it being a job? I think the biggest shift for me personally that I'll offer to you is that if it's a job, That means I don't do it all the time. A job is something you go to or you clock in for and then you leave or clock out of, at least theoretically, right? Whereas a business and being a business owner, it really is in a big way. Yes, like a 24-7 enterprise. You're probably thinking about it, reminding things of it. Depending where you are in your business stage, you might be like checking customer emails on the weekends. Like, I get it. I have been been all of those places and sometimes still am. But if we approach it as a job, it necessarily, it almost like hacks into our work habit 
and limits what we're available for. If your business is a job, then that means you probably believe that you deserve some time off, right? Which a lot of small business owners have a hard time thinking about. If your business is a job, then you probably are going to give yourself the gift of some kind of structure. Now you get to create your own structure. Mine is very free flow right now. Um, I can talk about that in a minute, slightly off topic, but I know it's sometimes helpful. Like, oh, Sarah, this is a job now. Are you sitting there nine to five? No, <laughs> no, I can't sit still for eight hours, never. Um, but there might be a more of a sense of structure like, oh, okay, well, if this is a job then I want to start time at an end time, right? Or I want set days off. Or I want to allow myself to not be emotionally invested in every work activity. So when we start to start from this place, okay, it's a job. That means I don't do it all the time. And that second piece then is like, great, if I don't do it all the time, I create structure. And the third piece is if it is a job, then I do not have to be emotionally invested in it 24-7. And I think this is the biggest piece of relief. You do not have to love or be passionate about, or be like deeply moved by everything that you do in your business. You don't, it's not a requirement. Some things just have to be done. Now, if you're someone who finds a lot of motivation by coming back to the passion, if you're at a place where you're like, oh, well, it really helps me to remember that I'm doing what I love, great, keep going. But I'm speaking to those of you who maybe have been this at this for a few years, you've been doing the same thing, you got to a place where your business is working, so you're relaunching the same stuff. And maybe you have new customers and there's always new questions. There's, there's always new challenges, but it's a little rote. You don't need to be emotionally invested in everything you do in your business. You are allowed to treat it like a job. So let me give an example of some specific ways that I'm doing that. The biggest one for me right now is that I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the move broke me. The move... Um, oh, and also just thank you again. I've gotten so many sweet notes checking in on me after my move, um, making sure I'm okay. And thank you. I really appreciate it. I am okay. Uh, we're finally starting to feel settled in almost two months into being here. But I do think something about the move kind of broke my brain. Um, I've actually been pretty mentally ill for the past couple months. Um, I'm back in therapy. Woohoo! But something about having to essentially be completely pulled out of my business, like without choice. Um, I was working a little bit, but obviously it was extremely distracted. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can listen to the Are You a Scammer episode, <laughs> um, where I talk a little bit about what happened during my move, but in addition to just the normal like, stress of moving you know, across the country, etc. But I finally... For the first time, really, like it's a complete shift in my brain. I am just not available to work all the time. And I've never really been available to work all the time. My health, mental and physical doesn't allow it. That's one of the reasons I started my business in the first place. But I still would fall into that habit a lot. And like, y'all, I really am not working weekends. And like, I think I've said that before, but I've always maybe been like checking an email or doing something. I'm like really not working weekends. (laughs) It's amazing. But what happened was during that move, I really got to sink into what I've talked about before. We have an episode, you know, the best your worst self is capable of this idea of minimal viable business. I had to rely on that completely. And that meant that I really saw for the first time still after all these years of working on it and thinking about it, how much energy and like kind of mental and emotional energy was going into 
I don't even know what, just being aware of the business, like having my feelers out into the business, which is not the same as actively working. And noticing that and noticing how the business was fine without me kind of anxiously sending my energy tendrils into the world to make sure it was okay. I know I'm not the only witch who has trouble with that, I imagine. Um, that because I even not doing that, the business was fine. And it helped to break that cycle for me. Now, I don't wish that upon you to break your break a cycle. That's why I'm doing a podcast episode on it. But a big shift for me really is like, I'm really not working weekends. And um, I'm really not even mad about it. Like, I think in the past when I've tried to take weekends off, I've been a little stressed or nervous. Uh, right now, I'm just like, I'm really not working weekends. <laughs> There's like nothing to do. Um I also turned off even more notifications for things <laughs> like no notifications, but I'm not working weekends. And while in past versions of my business, I've been happy for the flexibility to work on the weekends. And I probably will again. We've got some big projects coming up and I, I can see some sprints in my future. This idea of it being a job rather than being a passion ultimately is what let me let go of emotionally carrying my business all the time. Because that labor is A, I'm not paid for it. B, it doesn't actually do anything, right? All it's doing is making me feel a false sense of security. So time off, right? And I know everyone's schedule is different and everyone's needs are different. You may not be at a place where taking a full two days off makes sense or whatever, but just like, uh, yeah, not fucking doing it and not feeling guilty about it because it's my job and it doesn't have to be all of who I am. The second thing that is helping me a lot is creating a little bit more of a clear daily schedule, including a time that I am done by. So unless we have a call or I have a like a coaching call with our Holistic Business Academy members or a meeting of some sort, um, I'm really not doing anything after 5 p.m. at the absolute latest, but I'm usually done before then. It depends on the day. And having a cutoff time for me has been really helpful because I started noticing that I was going back and of again this like energetic obsession <laughs> like this feeling like i needed to be pursuing my passion and like be involved um i was doing it like after dinner i was like going back to work so these are just a few little things but ultimately it's a mindset shift that i'm inviting you into one that can trickle down through your business and through your actions what if mundane is okay what if mundane is good what if boring on some level is actually really healthy and what if your business is a job, a job that you don't need to be always lit up by, but sometimes they're just doing what you need to do? If that's true, then what does that change about your relationship to work? What does that make possible? And ultimately, what do you think might become true if you let yourself embrace the mundane day-to-day -day nature of having a job? instead of trying to force it into a transcendent, passion-filled experience at all times. I'm going to tell you what's happening for me. I don't know that I am feeling the highest highs of business as I used to, but I am feeling contentment. And ultimately, my guess is, on some level, when post-Protestant Reformation, folks were openly invited for the first time to have really a direct relationship with their spiritual practice. I bet folks were kind of excited 
that their daily activities actually mattered. They didn't have to be cloistered, be part of the priesthood to have a relationship with the divine. So yeah, here too, in our businesses, that contentment, that fulfillment can emerge from the mundane. But you should definitely read my article about the theology of productivity so you don't take it too far. <laughs> All right, y'all. I hope that this is helpful as a way to kind of shift your relationship to your business, especially those of you who are, you've been at it for a few years, you're feeling established, and frankly, you're probably feeling a little bit bored or burnt out. It's normal. And this is a way to kind of right-size your relationship with your work by remembering that even though it's your business and it is something you love, it is also a job. All right, we'll see you all next week. Bye for now.